All right, all right, send him in. I'm on the other line. Listen, Bernie, I'm telling you this book is going to sell millions. All right, here's the pitch. It's a memoir about my old Jewish grandfather. I'm going to call the book Murray, My Old Jewish Grandfather, a New York Times bestseller. That's the title. All right, you'll get back to me. You'll get back to me. Nephew, come on in, come on in. Take a seat in this deluxe luxury chair here, huh? Huh? Spared no expense. What brings you by? Well, uh, I'm looking for a job. A job? An enterprising young man like you looking for a job seems suspicious in this day and age. What happened to that, uh, that there little pod show you were doing? Oh, well, you know, we, uh, we just recorded our last episode. Last episode? Yeah, our last episode. So, you, you think you could hook me up with a job? Yeah, all right, you could do computers or something. It's Friday, October 16th. And you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood, episode... One. Twenty. Seven. You know, Fred, um, you could easily put the wrong date or number there, and I would just read it. I am just a trained monkey. And fuck you, San Diego. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Little do people know, most of what I say on this show is entirely scripted by you. Um, Just a puppet. I'm honored that... I could write that cohesively. I'm Fred, and I like donating to Bernie Sanders. I'm John, and I I like you, Fred. I oh, I, I have to I take wanted, mine back now. No, I don't. I, I still just, like donating to Bernie Sanders. I just wanted to say, uh, before we get into the part where we actually recap our time doing this this podcast, and besides, where this is you know just a hiatus, right? But um, in the time we've done this. You've become one of my dearest friends, um, and that's, I don't know, no small feat, right? I don't know. You know, I would, I, just... I, I got to tell you, John, in the time that we've done this, I've gone from absolute vitriol and bile for you to tolerance. It's why you asked me to do this in the first place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, um, this is, uh, it's been a, quite a, it's been quite a time. It's a roller coaster ride, really. Yes. So uh, we'll we'll get into uh, what this episode means later on, but like let's let's just go into what we uh, what we want to talk about here. We got some games we played these past like two or three weeks. Yeah, all video games. games. So um, I'm gonna start this, John, because I only have one, but it's a big one. Well, for me anyway. I I bought and am playing Lego Dimensions. How is that? I love it. Um, so and it's I, like Diablo, right? <laughs> Uh, probably in more ways than one, yes, but it's, I mean, it, it's like any other Lego game, right? Like, if you've played one Lego game, you've pretty much played most Lego games. The mechanics are all pretty much the same. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, I, I, I love this because I love Lego. If I didn't love Lego, I probably would not, it wouldn't even be on my radar, but I love Lego. But you also uh, love all the nostalgic bullshit that they are jamming into this game. It's so, so Lego Dimensions is essentially Ready Player One, the the game, right? Um, yes, except it's probably better written. Yeah, I believe that. I, I feel <laughs> bad for Ernest Klein. His heart's in the right place, but I just. But his words are on paper, and that's his big mistake. Yeah. Um, no, so this game, um, this is a, a Toys to Life game. And uh, the starter game comes with uh, three three character figures: the Gandalf, Wildstyle, and Batman. And it's uh, it's Lego Batman, not movie Lego Batman, and uh, and a Batmobile. And each of them have a base with an RFID chip in it. And it comes with a, a base that you actually have to build out of Legos. Um, you don't have to build it, right? You don't have to, but it's it's more fun that way. Because um, the game has no idea what you built, right? No, the game Lego doesn't. Yeah. Um, but so you know, 
the so some of the cool mechanics that this game is doing is a you unlock new models as you play so you don't get the instructions to build certain things until you've uh, achieved certain things in the game the characters you just have like you just buy and add characters but the vehicles each have like three modes and you can change them up as you get them um the, the characters are uncoded rfid bases like the, you can't change them the vehicles mm-hmm. when you rebuild them you could tell the game you rebuilt them and it rewrites the rfid and it stores the vehicle and all the upgrades you've put on it you don't actually okay. have to rebuild the model. Like, I'm never rebuilding the portal turret. It's the perfect Lego set. Um, but so the game has a, a main story mode. It has side quest stories, which are unlocked by buying specific characters, like physically buying specific characters. And then it has uh, worlds, like free roaming open world modes. Um, each of them is a specific level from a specific uh, uh, brand, I guess. And you can un- you can unlock those by having a character from that specific brand. So if you want the Portal World, you have to have Chell. If you want uh, the Jurassic World world, you need Chris Pratt. Um, the Jurassic World world. Yeah. Uh, you need one of the Chris Pratts. <laughs> you need the dinosaur Chris Pratt, not the Emmett Chris Pratt. Emmett? From the Lego movie. Oh, God, that movie is overrated. Stop. Um, that movie is like I love that movie. That movie is Ready Player One. The movie. That movie is my everything. Um, <laughs> that movie is okay so, at best. So here's how here's how it goes. You can beat the game with just the starter set and never buying anything else. Like if you want to just beat the story mode. If you want to do like the open worldy stuff, you need some, if not most, of the characters. Each character has a so set I, of abilities. So I I read somewhere that you could. Uh, in order to unlock all the content in the game, like the price was actually lower than in some of these other things. Like, cause you don't need to buy every single, you just need one figure or something. I don't fucking You need one that. figure from each setting. So there's some settings where you can only, there is only one figure like wizard of Oz only has one figure. Um, portal only has one set, but you'd be crazy not to buy it. Uh, so on and so forth. But like, you don't need all so on the, and so forth. Yeah. But, but you, what you're saying here. Um, so what you're saying here is that like you can play through everything, right? Yeah. But then the developer has like done the done you a real solid in that like you slide them twenty five bucks and you can play <laughs> a little bit more of the game. But you already played the whole regular game. That's just extra side stuff, yeah, a guy den, if you will. It's like DLC. it's not. It's not necessary. It's like no. not essential to enjoying the game. But I'll tell you, it's fun. Um, <laughs> if, if, it, you remember when video games were about having fun, John? Um, uh, you know what? I don't agree with that. <laughs> there, you know, some of the some of the better content is in some of the worlds. Like I'll I keep going back to Portal, but like some of the best Stephen Merchant quotes are in the Portal world bit. Um, you know, I haven't done too much of like Simpsons or anything like that yet, but you know, there's still plenty of game. I'm actually, t- I'm taking my time with it. It's, it's the you're game. Ed- you're edging with yeah. the, <laughs> well, it's a game you know, like, I'm taking it right to the edge and then all the content isn't available yet. Keep in mind, right? There's some sets that haven't been released that you can't get. Like I can't play the Doctor Who level yet because the Doctor isn't out yet. You could play the Doctor Who story level, but you can't play the Doctor Who side quest or the whatever. The Doctor Who level, by the way, is fantastic. Is it? I've like, you know, I checked out on Doctor Who a while ago. Oh, but... it's got the, the 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 villain selection. Like, it's the new Doctor. It's it's the whatever twelfth oh. Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Mm. Um, but there's uh, the villains are the Cybermen, the Daleks, and uh, the Weeping Angels. So it's mm. all Tenant era and before. Um, it's so much fun. All like just to see the Lego Daleks, <laughs> he'll exterminate. Uh, that I, sounds pretty good. Oh, it's, and the Lego Dalek model is so good. Uh, I really like it, John. I, I'm not much one for open worlds normally, but this one is really, really fun. The interesting thing about the game, though, you is keep that- saying that, but then you keep playing, uh, you know, open world games that you like. I know, but there's so many more that I don't. Right, like. I don't know, like, I, there's, I don't like, 
uh, uh, Grand Theft, for instance, because my suspension of disbelief isn't there. Whereas with Lego, like, okay, it's Lego. That makes sense in the Lego context. But you did like um, Mordor, which is like the epitome of an open world game. And then you kind of dug, I'm assuming you liked Arkham Asylum, even if you never plan up finishing it. It was okay. To me, Arkham Asylum is not quite as open world as some, it's a little bit more on rails. Like, you don't have to go and do all the Riddler shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but with with the Lego stuff, I feel a little bit more compelled to, to keep going. The, the the good thing, I think, that they did with the game is, like, they didn't force, and, and probably this is a financial reason because they knew no one would, but they didn't force you to buy every figure. You can buy the figures you want. They don't force you to buy the game that's already on the Well, disc. even if you want to get, like, 100% <laughs> completion, like, if you're, if you're a trophy hunter. Um, a what? Uh, an achievement hog. Okay, thank you. Uh, even if you're that, you don't need like I don't need like so the some characters have have duplicate abilities, right? Like Superman has an ability to break gold things because they're he's super strength, but like so does uh, uh, so do other characters. Um, Benny can use computer terminals the same as the Doctor can. So you know you don't you don't need every Benny? single character. Benny from the Lego Movie. Charlie Wait, Day. is that okay? The spaceman, the Lego spaceman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it, this is a game that I will probably play from bits and pieces of from now until like next year at some point. Like this is a good holiday killer. I think they've said they have like two and a half years of content planned, right? Yeah, I mean they've only but announced it, up until like something like February when I think Ghostbusters comes out. So after February, are you not unlocking? Um, uh, are you not unlocking? stuff on the disc anymore yeah is i think it dlc yeah what's the oh you know what the last set is midway midway oh arcade. gosh yeah i saw that that's really exciting um yeah and there's a lot of stuff in the game now that like you can see it's in there you just can't access it which is gonna kill me um, oh man that midway so, like you just get like a defender ship right uh well the character is like gamer kid or something like that it's like i don't like i don't like them it's gamer gator it's gaming (laughs) it's an alligator it looks like it you know it's the it's the uh the 1980s uh stereotype of gamer it's like a generic white dude wearing sunglasses but i think he comes with uh an arcade cabinet is is his one of his items and and what the spy hunter and yeah the spy hunter Man, I think they could have done a lot better than that. Well, they could do more. You know, it, it, there's no limit. Um, so they, I mean, they've said that this is this is basically a platform for them. They're going to release more things. So the the only downside about this game, John, I'll tell you this much: since you have to play with the base, um, because one of the mechanics of the game actually requires you to like solve puzzles by switching people in p- switching positions and moving items on and off the base to teleport them in is that you kind of have to play with your entire collection in front of you. Okay. So I've got I'm sitting I'm sitting in my living room on a chair with one of my little tables next to me with with the base and like 12 figures and like you know like I've got I've got Gandalf and I've got Marty McFly and I've got Chell and I've got a, a portal turret and I've got the DeLorean and I've got Homer Simpson and you know like and you just ha- like I can only imagine when the game gets more expansive, like I'm gonna need a bigger table. Yeah, okay. This thing is like a permanent fixture in my living room right now. God, I want to play it, but this yeah, you have having all this little shit around is such a nightmare. Well, you have a kid too, so like yeah, this is age is four and up, John. I don't think he's old enough yet. In a couple of years, I'll just I'll just start playing it then when he can play. Yeah, and I think in a couple of years when they start doing expansions like on the the main game. They're going to probably, I mean, the, the price is going to drop on the base set because they're going to need to move that to get people to buy the expansions. Yeah, man. So, no I more, mean, no it's more not exactly pla- pressing. Yeah. But Portal. Dude, you, like, Portal. you could get, like, Disney Infinity, like, the the last version, like, V2. Mm-hmm. Like, the the original starter pack that cost, like, 90 bucks was on sale for, like, 15 bucks last week. Yeah. So. The, the thing with Lego is that they're still Legos. Like, you could take them off the bases and put them in your lego sets or whatever so they still have they have more value than just the game piece itself dude but them charging that much for the know, mini figures is so wait the base has the nfc in it the, yeah the bases of the so reader, all you really need to do fred is have the bases is, is keep those fucking pogs 
<laughs> well, the thing is, like, you need to know what's what. So, like, yeah, having the have, figure on there helps you identify it. Helps you. Okay. Yeah. You, you, so, it, this isn't a real problem. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I like having the figures. I like... Dude, oh, this man. is, like, my one thing now. This is my guilty thing. It's my children's guilty. toy that I can't give up. You know what would be cool? Uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. They should get Power Rangers, right? They should get Power Rangers. <laughs> like, um, original. It's unfortunate that they couldn't get, um, I don't think they could get Marvel or Star Wars, because it's all Disney. Disney's in, those are in Disney Infinity. Yeah, and even though Lego has licenses to make those things for, you know, physical Legos, like, how, how much more would this have sold if it had Star Wars figures in it? Wow, it sounds like you're setting up a monster segue. I'm, I'm thinking that that wasn't even intentional wow oh wow we've just we've just become so good at this it's like we're finishing each other's mind reading sandwiches <laughs> uh hey man i wish you played this uh star wars battlefront i wanted to but i was uh deep in in work mode when the beta um, was going in the beta in the beta yes i was playing the beta um so god Damn, you know me. So I'm a lapsed, I'm a lapsed Star Wars fan. Like I have not, I'm not particularly excited for the Force Awakens. Like my enjoyment of the old series is has been ruined by like the people, bastard. Yeah, the bastardization. Like you know, and that's my fault for me. It, you know, me letting it get to me or whatever. Right, that's my fault. Sure. Um. And then, like, I read the Wikipedia page about Jake Lloyd, and, like, man, that kid had, had a rough life. Uh, oh, Anakin? Yeah. Doesn't he Poor have schizophrenia guy. now? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's schizophrenic and, like, struggles with that. Anyway, so this video game is really good. Uh, oh, also, another thing I don't really love is, like, non, you know, I don't play a lot of, like, competitive multiplayer games. I don't tend to play a lot of stuff that doesn't have a story mode. Uh, and this game, Star Wars Battlefront, does not have a story mode and it has Star Wars in it. Uh, is that is that just the beta or is that just it's not going to have a story? It's not going to have a story. Uh, it is so freaking good. They are going to sell all the fucking copies. This game is going to be the biggest hit. Oh, um, I had no doubt about that. I'm actually the, the, the thing I'm, is it's actually really good. I'm so uh, glad that this is a genuine Star Wars property and not just like Star Wars branding slapped onto everything. Like dude, Star it, Wars Cheez-Its. Dude, you get in there and it's just you know, there's Star Wars mu- style music is playing and all the laser sound right and like uh blasters I should say. Um everything just feels looks sounds right like you look out in the skybox and there are just, you know, star destroyers getting blown up and like x-wings zooming around and there's like crashed you know there's like a crashed uh uh tie fighter in a level and it's just like oh yeah okay you guys like are tickling the exact stuff i'm into um and then it's just like it feels so good playing as a stormtrooper like i just shooting those rebel scum in the face uh did you see that? Did you see the video of uh, someone recorded a Battlefront session where, like, I don't there are there bots in the game? I don't think so. Like creeps. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was the case or not, but it was just a video of a stormtrooper shooting at a rebel at point black point blank range and just missing over and over again. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, the stormtroopers are surprisingly accurate. Uh, when the you know I've been on the stormtrooper team that won, the other I, man I'm feeling really good because there's I don't know it, it, it's it's the the modes I played one was the uh, is sort of like a capture point sort of thing, um, and then the other one is like a big battlefield with uh, also kind of capturing points on Hoth. Uh, I found the sprawling like forty person thing a little more difficult to to have fun on, uh, and then there's like some horde mode stuff. Um, man, it, it it's just really really good. So I I actually pre ordered that because uh, I had like you know in addition to the the Best Buy deal where you get twenty percent off all the new games, I had an additional coupon for ten bucks. So I'm getting that game for thirty eight dollars. That's not bad. Seems like a good deal. Seems like a good deal. I might have to look I d- into this. I really needed, didn't need this in my life. Like <laughs> a big 
multiplayer game. Also, I'm getting it on Xbox One, so yeah, you should get one of those. Well, it's the Christmas all-in-one is enter- coming up. It's the all-in-one entertainment something or other. <laughs> I mean, it 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 tickles my interest. It's you know, I I'm sure I'm never going to be as invested in that game as people who I'm going to hate. But Johnny Cochran is going to play a shitload of that game. Oh boy, will he? He he already like I was I was like oh one friend playing oh yeah it's it's Johnny out oh, yeah lounge X lounge act is his name um, but yeah that's, that's a good game sweet. so then I'm continuing my uh, my slog through Metal Gear Solid uh, are I, you are you enjoying it now or is now is it just a chore that you have to see through to the end I love the Metal Gear Solid games All right. uh, did I had I beat two last time we spoke I'm not sure. I beat two. That game gets weird. <laughs> I'm 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 shocked and appalled. Yeah, and then three gets weird, like just straight away. Like it just it, it just starts out batshit crazy, uh, and I'm really liking it. Um, man, Metal Gear games are really good. Uh, this is all building to me playing um, Metal Gear Solid Five. Right. I already own it. Uh, I, I think after three, I'm gonna play five. Like I don't have to play Peace Walker. I think. I think I get to skip Peace Walker. Okay. What's your uh, What's your favorite so far? Man. I mean, let's include the Vita titles. What Vita titles? Didn't you play? Isn't there a Vita title? Oh, I was trying to play some of it on my Vita. The control screen's bad, so I ended up ordering a three xbox 360 copy and playing it oh Uh, oh there was a there was a a psp game wasn't there yeah well there's a bunch there's peace walker which i'm not gonna i probably won't play right away even though and that's on 360 now too but then there's like some non-canon games uh like metal gear acid so i'm not really gonna fuck with like non-canon and then there's that one with the dude with no jaw oh uh revengeance metal gear rising revengeance yes uh yeah i'm gonna play that that looks really good uh but i'm not really worried about playing it in in this marathon crazy ass thing i'm doing uh so i think four four is probably my favorite okay because it just like goes all in on anime bullshit and like an hour long cutscene. because like i beat that game like um at like 11:45 at night, like my wife had gone to bed, and I beat that game at like 11:45, and I went to bed at, at around two. <laughs> well, I had to watch a full movie. I had to watch an entire film. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I like that one the best. It's really good. It, it also plays like a modern game and, and looks pretty good. Um, their attention to details is, is batshit crazy. Yeah, I mean, I... No, no, I totally understand. Like, this is... You shouldn't... People shouldn't like well, these. I was also going to say, like, I, I now regret not recording an obituary for Konami. Uh, like, because not only are they, like, going to only make mobile and casino games or something like that now, but uh, I think that means that the Metal Gear Solid license is just dead. No, I bet it's not. I bet it comes back. Yeah, as was, was a pachinko machine. Boom, good one. Um, it, it, no, they'll. F- I guarantee they do something with it. I, b- I bet they, because you know, like, think about R- Rising Revengeance. They farmed that out. Um, you know, that was end up Platinum developed that. That's true. And f- man, Platinum makes good games. Are you gonna get the uh, the Transformers thing? Uh, I'm really thinking about it. It looks it looks really fun. Uh, it got really good reviews, except that they're saying it's hyper short so i think that's that's a probably a good uh black friday online deal pickup i like, agree um i think the other thing uh that i the other black friday pickup for me is going to be rock band that thing is that that thing screams 30 dollars to me really so with the uh, equipment yeah. No, no, just I just need the game and the uh, adapter, right? But the the thing is, like, the world has changed since they put out uh, a, a Rock Band three, right? Like, we live in this world of 
being able to get the content we want um whenever we want it right like right like i i have spotify so it's like you, you know i'm it just i seek out music music that i want to listen to right or i'm getting smart suggestions shipping a game with like 50 songs on it that they pick out for you is crazy to me like they should consider ship they're we're gonna ship this platform and then you know you we you either have all this dlc or we expect you to build this dlc catalog or whatever they did it with dance central but like i i just i don't live i don't want to fucking king kings of leon song on my goddamn hard drive like that's just no no you're you're doing me a wrong by like (laughs) giving that to me i also feel like um you know i'm i'm going back to like when guitar hero 3 came out or something like that i remember that game even without the dlc uh before dlc was like you know hugely integral to the game like it had a lot of tracks that i really enjoyed playing Right. It had it had some ones I couldn't stand and I'd never go back to except for like the story mode. But Mm -hmm. it had a ton of tracks that I really liked. I don't like a lot of the music that they're putting on the new game. It's just not like me anymore. You know, like now that I listen to classic rock, apparently, because it's over 20 years old. um, But like there's not a whole lot that sticks out to me on these games because I already listened to a pretty obtuse collection of music. Yeah, uh, let's see it's just a different world man like you just don't have to get music that you don't listen to or you you i would have no reason to sort of like uh ever come into contact with indie rock songs of any type yeah right <laughs> uh or like do the u2 songs they put on here stop right there there's u2 songs on it okay so no here unless they're sunday bloody sunday i don't care. right exactly like <laughs> Or, like, any... Actually, I'll go with, like, any YouTube pre, like, 91 or something. Like, stuff from the 80s is, is good. There's gonna be good, good stuff. Or, like, The Black Keys is a band I never want to hear. Avenge Sevenfold? Fuck me in the eye. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Jeez. Oh, but... The, wait, it does have the Mighty Mighty Boss tone, so that's that's good. No, that's good. I'll, I'll allow that. Some sort of... Okay, I'm, t- I'm walking it back. There's like six good songs on here. There's a uh, 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 "Little Miss Can't Be Wrong" by the Spin Doctors. Although, well, like, where's two, get two princes? Where's two princes? That's got to be <laughs> DLC, right? That has to like has that been in a music game yet? Because I feel like that's the drunkenest song I could do. Uh, they have like here's the thing is they have like a disturbed song in it, but it's not like down with the sickness. So who the fuck knows another disturbed song? Uh, like there's a system of a down song that I've never, what Brad Paisley? What the fuck? Uh, do they have the guy who sung the Hobbit song? I don't know what that is. Ed Sheeran. That was the one. Oh, he's great. He's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a thirty dollar game for me. Yeah, I well, I don't have any of the equipment, so that's probably a not game for me. I was kind of hoping my office would buy it so I could try it, but mm. maybe that's a pipe dream. I don't know. I never yeah. have people over though, so like it's like, oh, I'm gonna go play this band game by myself again. Wife, do you uh, want to play? No, okay. Yeah, and then there's they did weird. They they also did weird pre order stuff. So if like you pre ordered from Amazon, you get four um exclusive songs right you get baby uh, metal dude you get i will do you, do you know uh death from above 1979 i feel like you would like them uh maybe they're like kind of screechy they're uh, they're actually pretty good they're kind of screechy uh yeah duran duran is a playstation network exclusive are you kidding me um <laughs> the demand is staggering <laughs> oh no but baby metal is an xbox ex- exclusive yeah yeah, now I have to go buy an Xbox. That'll do it. That's that's the thing that's going to push me over, John. Weird Al also Xbox. So, <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, I have to believe that that stuff has got to be for sale on the other platforms at some point, or at least it will be eventually. Yeah, like because why would they limit their sales? Exactly. Um. Yeah. Wow. Did anyway. I get a nerve with that? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> So what are we doing? 
Uh, well, since that's pretty much all we played, uh, let's roll into the game club that we promised like eight episodes ago. Two months ago. Oh, I got something else. What is that? <clears throat> what did the triangle say to the circle? <gasps> what is that? You're so pointless. Fuck you, you found another pun book? What did the cannibal get when he showed up to the party late? Um... A cold shoulder. <laughs> Here, that's for you. You know, you might just be my favorite person again. Just saying. I know my girl. Just saying. So this week on Game Club, uh, we're going to talk about The Last of Us Left Behind, which is the DLC for the, the, the Last of Us proper, The Last of Us Prime. Um, and if you've not listened to a show before, this is a weird one to start with. But the what we do here on Game Club is we play through a game. Start from the back. Start from the last one and work your way back to, to one. Yeah. Just like listen, Benjamin Button this shit. <laughs> see, see the progress. Um, what we do here on Game Club is we play through a game together, um, and then we discuss it sort of analytically, like as if it was a book in a book club. Uh, there will be spoilers. There might be crying. Probably some arguing. Maybe? Maybe. We'll see. But uh, so you've been warned. Spoilers ahead. No, so, keep keep listening to it. We can't, like, you can't leave now. You've probably played this if you listen to us. So, John, um, what this DLC does, I, I, I wrote very extensive notes. I really liked it. Um. It has it has three stories that sort of happen out of sequence with each other. I mean, they're both going chronologically forward, but they you jump between storylines, and uh, it takes place in the the Wait, proper three, three storylines. Uh, well, there's two storylines and a subplot, basically. So the the main story, uh, where it takes place in the main story, is after Joel. Uh, gets wounded in in the proper game, but before he recovers and they go to bring Ellie to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, the story tells, the the flashback story tells the story of Riley and Ellie. Um, Ellie, of course, the main character from... Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, I've totally forgot about the the soldiers and finding, which is... Okay, so yeah. Continue. Okay, so yeah, so Riley and Ellie. Riley is a new character to the DLC. She's someone from Ellie's past. Uh, And, you know, Ellie, you know. And then there's this this subplot in the mall about these soldiers who crash into the mall before you've been there. It's not like a... It's a story that you learn. It's not a story you play. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you jump back and forth. The the driving focus here is that Ellie is trying to find uh, sutures and some medical supplies to help heal joel who's been shot and uh you know at key points during the game you jump into the other plot line so the other plot line goes back in time before ellie met joel before ellie was even under the protection of the fireflies and uh so here's here's the thing um it's kind of a love story it's totally a love story although but like in a weird way so was the last of us yeah i mean yeah you can see the the arc i mean it all ties back to like the first fucking scene of the game you know like pre outbreak pre outbreak yeah and um it you know it makes sense in that capacity uh they they did something in this uh that i kind of saw coming but I don't know if it matters to me or not so it as it turns out and it was never relevant in the first story ellie is gay Yes. Um, which I think the story, you know, I feel like a lot of people focused in on that. And there's two things I think about that. One is that I feel like, you know, the story is really more about the person who she uh, who she loved dying, presumably. Right. Um, oh, she, yeah, her, she definitely died. Right. Right. But like, we don't know the circumstances of that. After, we'll get to that, though. Um, but I also heavily doubt that in the future, sexual orientation matters after the zombie apocalypse. Do you really think that's true? Because like you saw the kind of people they encountered in, 
the, the kind of the kind of archetypes you like sort of encounter in some of these these apocalypse movies you like oh well there's the crazy religious ones and then here are these gross rapey old this gross rapey guy uh you know i've i I would guess that bigotry is alive and well in the remnants of of human well, existence. What I was saying, what I was getting at, is that they sort of like the way the th- story do think progresses. Do you think it's heavy handed? I don't know if it's necess- I don't think it's actually heavy handed. Um, I think it's. I think it's not heavy handed at all. I thought it was. I like the subtlety, and I think just making them writing them gay as gay from the beginning, like allows it to sort of allows it to kind of like creep in uh, like well, the, the the romantic romantic aspect of it to like sure crick, creep in rather than if it was a 13 year old boy uh that looks like zach efron or some shit like shows up you're like oh there here we so, go it's the love interest well what so, i was gonna say is that they, since it because they don't reference it in the primary story at all it doesn't really come up but because they don't reference it in the primary story the 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 reveal feels like it's it's maybe supposed to shock you a little bit and yeah. i don't think it did yeah i think you'd have to be kind of a ding dong to get shocked by it like it's i wouldn't think of it more of like as an attempt at shock and more of a um I don't know, like a build up, like a. I felt like there was a build and there was a payoff with the kiss. Maybe, um, um, and maybe that. that's maybe that's me because I enjoy romantic stories. That being said, uh, once again, I think her sexual orientation to the to the player is is almost not important. Like it doesn't really factor into the game except to establish that the, a person that she loved was doing oh. these things with her. Oh yeah, no, it could have been I, any gender of any person. I know I agree and I agree with you. I think that um yeah, but I think it, I think it's good from a narrative perspective for the reason I said before. Sure. Uh that said, like I finished this I played this with Katie uh and I I finished this and I'm like, "Katie, if if video games have taught me one thing, it's to be more empathetic of lesbians." <laughs> um <laughs> uh Cause you know, I I loved it too. I think like I uh, maybe I like built it up a little too much in my head. Um, it was one of those things where like the more I thought about it afterwards, like the more I really appreciated it. I wish I had played it closer to when I I played The Last of Us. Um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one reference here that I don't think you're gonna get. But to me, her being um, her being gay obviously wasn't central to the story. It wasn't. It was it was a bit. I don't want to say it was a throwaway, but it was it was not the thing you needed to take away from the game. And very much to me, that felt like I don't know if you ever watched Legend of Korra. No, I no. It's a it's a Nickelodeon. I understand what it is. Like I've been on Irrational Passions on the 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 last at the last scene in the last episode, they reveal she's gay. Which, like, people went like, "Oh, that's so crazy!" That's a, or maybe not gay, but you know, non-binary. Let's say. Uh huh. Um, So. So, but, but like, I do want to point out that like it is important to have uh, gay characters in things, absolutely, and to like and to make it clear because like there are you know the there's an we'll say it's an underrepresented uh, group of people. Sure, absolutely. So let's walk away from that to- topic for a bit, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about the. So we can of just we've we've done this, so we can just let's just to summarize. Fred still hates gay people, clearly. Okay, clear. Uh, I mean, I, you have to spell it out. No. Uh, you um, know, it's a video game thing, so we have to be very clear about that. Yeah, me and the RNC. Uh, this is this is the game they're going to point to when they go like, the the fabric of society is crumbling. There's gays in video games. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, mechanically, let's talk about the game mechanically a little bit. Um, I like the fact that some of the stuff deviated a lot from the the main gameplay of The Last of Us. There was uh, stuff that felt different, um, and the two examples I'll I'll give, um, you know, there's a there's a a lot of the stuff felt like almost mini gameish to get through, and uh, like the brick throwing scene or the wearing the masks in the Halloween shop scene. 
Yeah, like these were they, these were fun little things that you could I play th- around with that weren't integral to the story. They're things that felt more like something out of like a Telltale game, right? Um, so the the brick throwing, uh, you know, in in Last of Us was to distract or to hurt someone, whereas in this game it's primarily to break windows. Um, and you know, the gunplay from the main game, which was like the primary combat mechanic, versus the fact that there's a water gun fight in this game, which was very fun. <laughs> Right, it's a water gun like stealth thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was neat. I thought that was a lot of fun. Did you win? I I crushed her. Like uh, even the the second time, second go around. Okay, I lost. I won every time. I'm that good. Okay. I think I got a chivo for it. I don't remember. You mean Um, a trophy? Must you? (laughs) Gotta stay on brand, bro. So, one of the other mechanics that I thought was silly was the facebook connect thing what does that do i don't know it didn't do anything for me i think it might have to do with multiplayer so there's a um there's a photo booth in the game and you can take photos and it will try to post them to your facebook or your twitter i think or just facebook Mm, you sure i'm pretty sure regardless i it's a throwaway thing oh you know what Okay, I actually, I Googled this, uh, binged it, uh, just kidding. So, uh, I think that in the, the factions, like, there's a factions multiplayer mode where you have to, like, defend survivors or some shit, and I think they named them after your Facebook friends or something. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, so let's talk about my favorite thing in the entire game, by the way, the joke book. I did like that. I like puns. Oh, it was so good. Um, so throughout the main storyline, Ellie tells jokes from her joke book. And it's just sort of like a thing. Like every now and then she'll tell a joke. Uh, this actually shows the origin of the joke book. I sat there and I listened to every single joke. And it's it, part of, the, part of the, the funny part of it is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a book of puns. But to hear the way the characters react to the puns where they're like, Ah, uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, which is really the way we react to them. Um, but I, I really liked it. I don't know why that was like my favorite. I just sat there. I was, I was intensely focused on hearing all those jokes, and they never repeat. Like, there's a whole ton of jokes. Um, you know the. Uh, so anyway, um, Let's move on from mechanics, because I think, you know, I mean, primarily it's the same game. They just added some stuff. It does have a more desperate feel to it when you're in combat as her. Yeah. But, I mean, you you were in combat as her in the before. Um, yeah, but this one feels like, really, you're overwhelmed. I think the, the combat in this was actually, some of the combat scenes were even more intense than the most intense ones in, in the main story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, like, so, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> So I wrote here, uh, The Last of Us loves drawing parallels to things. And you are correct. Yes. So in both stories in this DLC, they take place in a mall. Um, You know, and in both cases, it's post-apocalypse. So the mall is like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a zombie movie trope, but the mall is deserted, overrun, broken, basically. Uh the other thing that they love uh, drawing parallels with is, is so in The Last of Us, the, the thing, the big thing was Joel at the beginning loses his daughter and then Ellie becomes his replacement daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Ellie's Be, story... Begrudgingly, yeah. Right. And in Ellie's story, Ellie loses her, her love, right? But then, you know, finds Joel and sort of that becomes her, her new bestie, Right. Um, and the the sub story of the soldiers is very yeah. much about them losing each other and sort of you know hope. Yeah, no, right. Totally. I mean, ultimately, it's about despair. But I just think it's interesting that there's so many parallels um, drawn throughout the game. Like they really like to to hammer that home. Totally, um, I agree. So I want to uh, I want to talk about some of the unresolved pieces of this game because this game. It's not as bad as like Gears or anything like that, but like there's a couple of things that they don't actually say. Um, and I like that. I do too, but because it, it it makes you draw your own conclusion. So we, and you know these are kind of obvious ones or not obvious ones, but like 
obvious places where you could do things like this video games are so literal most of the time like they're so hitting you over the head with narrative and explaining because somebody in the cheap seat it's like fucking professional wrestling right like somebody in the cheap seats has to see it right Right. somebody somebody who who is a gamergate person who is just just doesn't understand nuance has to understand it um right if you're a gamergate person and this and you've listened to our podcast that's not even possible i don't even think that's that's (laughs) so um you know at the end fantastic neighborhood i this spoiler alert the whole time we've had a lesbian agenda so (laughs) liberal lesbian agenda are there are are there any conservatives? There probably are. Uh. I think they have like you know their token characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, a couple of the things that they don't explain are um, you know what happens when Riley turns and Ellie does not. Right. So like you know they were both bitten. You know Riley's not in the the, the main storyline. She has to either die or turn or whatever have you yeah but how did it happen right oh yeah and how did they like yeah because like they they pledged to kind of ride it out together right so ellie would not be getting sick while riley was and so you know it would have had to been obvious at some point right right and like so the question becomes like did ellie actually have to end riley like did she have to kill her yeah, I'm curious, too, because I'm thinking about, um, you know, what happened with the soldiers, if they're trying to suggest, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, the other the other thing is they never actually explain how the Fireflies get Ellie and then know she's, she's infected, but not turning. But you know what I mean? Like, you would assume that the, the way the Fireflies are... are posed in the game is that they they sort of just shoot on sight if you're infected right like that's sort of their thing or, or the government or whoever yeah i don't so think how they, do they know eh, it doesn't really matter so yeah um so a few other things i noticed um this is yet another game that steals a bunch of stuff from spec ops the line <laughs> did you mean the enemy barks uh, a lot of the enemy barks and also the sort of the concept of acknowledging the superhero like element of like how is this person able to kill everyone and do all these things yeah um you know the, the bark's not not as much although you know i would i always look at spec ops line as like the pinnacle of that like you know you have these two random npcs telling their life story before you have to gut them um you know this one's very much the same way right these guys are, are looking for you and you know maybe they're having a conversation you're overhearing before you shoot one in the head um but yeah it's 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 really kind of like it, I just keep going back to spe- everything. Just keeps going back to Spec Ops, John. Yo. Also, by the way, how gross is it that like when we did our hit five hit combo, I completely forgot that Spec Ops is one of my favorite five favorite games of all time. Yeah, no, I mean you 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 should have lost that one. You I think I one. think I would take out Mass Effect Two and just put Spec Ops in in second place. It's such a good game. It's such a good game. You know what, though? We've played so many good games now that it's so... Like, putting a top five anything together is already impossible. Yeah. Also, Goodwill Hunting off my movie list. Ah, that was rough. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, all this being said, this is an exceptional piece of DLC, I thought. Like, this is up there with the best DLCs I've ever played. Yeah. By it's far. Really, it, it's really good. It does. It does great service to the the title proper. Um, you know, it feels like you know the value proposition is there because the story is so good. And it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't too short. No, um, it was perfect. Good length. Good length. Good length. It was a good length. Um, you know, like and and it does things that even the main game didn't really do. One of the things I actually forgot to mention that I like that this game does is that. It has that uh, open world, like, you're fighting, you know, villagers, and then the infected burst in, and then they start killing each other, and you can, like, run through it all. Yeah, I love, like, uh, enemies, you know, just waxing each other. Uh, Yeah. That's like a... a Spelunky does that. (laughs) Enemies of my enemies. Um, Which never made... That's one of the things that I wish, uh, like, the Batman games did, because, like, why would all of these criminals in the insane asylum just... All right, we're all going to get along. Yeah, you think that's bad? You should play the subsequent games. 
No, it's I like, know. oh, they came up with excuses to have empty cities, uh, except for criminals. <laughs> oh, those games are like profoundly lazy. The first one's really good though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so play this game. That 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 is the verdict on this one. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Totally. So, so that's Game Club. So John, let's get to our last segment here. Uh, do you want to take a break so you can insert more, more music? Okay. Let's take a break. You belong together. And you know that I'm right. Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my mind? Son, it's so hard. Whoa, dude. It really is, dude. Um, so this is a, a goodbye of sorts and it's, I don't want to say I'm going to cry, but I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, this is, uh, you know, due to life things, uh, some of yours, some of mine, you and I just do not have the time to do this on the regs anymore. Uh-huh. So I think we're, you know, the, the, the consensus is that we're going to, Stop recording our our biweekly sodes or whatever we were doing, the guidance, all the stuff we did um, in favor of occasionally doing like a special or doing some videos or written content, stuff that we don't have scheduled, stuff that we just like, we want to make this because we think it's quality and we're going to make it. Yeah. And so uh, I just wanted to go, uh, I went back in time. Our first episode was February. We released it February nineteenth, two thousand and twelve. So that's over three. That's three and a half years. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we were making Mitt Romney jokes back then. Were we real? No. Yeah. No, Mitt Romney ran, didn't run for president in twenty twelve. No, I know. Wait, did uh, he? Yes. Wait, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. We still worked together. Our first episode was recorded in, in a, a conference room. In a conference room that doesn't even exist anymore at, at my, the company I'm at right now. And, uh, man, you know, like, actually, our first couple of episodes were there, and then we decided to move it to Brooklyn. Brooklyn? At your chateau. Yeah. Um, and then we decided to be Sh- internet savvy and, and record over Skype. <laughs> we'd, uh, we'd do those episodes while the heater rattled, the air conditioner bird, and the raccoons clawed through your ceiling. Oh, God. Night- Brooklyn is a nightmare. Yeah. So it's been roughly three and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it qu- it's been quite a run. Uh, We've had multiple PAXs. PAXi. And I'm, PAXi. I'm, hey, there's another thing I'm taking a break from. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I wanted to talk about some of the favorite, our favorite things that we did on the show. Ah yes, favorite things. So I'm um, I'm sort of just referring to like content we made or you're you're talking about skits, uh, not necessarily. But things, yeah, you are. I mean, there were some good ones. I I gotta say, like you know, let's see, coordinating Brandon Keough for a interview when he was in Australia and we were in on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, that was that that was great because we were super obsessed with that game i still am you know spec ops the line um i think like man that didn't we record a drunken episode like at like a fourth of july party or something yeah we had everyone there just set up mics everywhere and just yelled at them yeah or like i think anytime we had uh cj uh kirshner on was a was a banger yeah no big papa cj moving on to big things Uncle CJ, <laughs> he's just a PR shill now. It's, <laughs> but uh, you know, I we did we did so much. I don't like I, I I would say like you know I like doing those bits. Christmas episodes. All the all are, the holiday episodes were like the most like they were really taxing to make, right? Like stuck, spent, in, a, stuck in an elevator. Yeah, that's that show was gold. Oh, uh, those were great, but like, I mean. They felt rewarding because, like, after all the work we did, like, I loved the product we made. It was amazing that after all that work, you know, we got to share it with 45 people. Oh, yeah. But I think they liked it. Um, you know, uh, I think the thing that we did with Able Gamers was great 
for for our part you know yeah and i just like since i like to talk about our charity uh we raised what like 2100 dollars for able gamer I, for, I forget the total i mean but uh, granted know, most also... of that was from one person who he didn't want to be named right no he didn't want to be named yeah that's a real nice person that guy yeah if he's still um, listening but uh you know like we also you know raised awareness which i think is important and you know the the nice it's, thing about it is it, it's I, i'll be honest with you it changed it changed my perception yeah uh same um it's actually something that's like accessible like thinking about that stuff and accessibility has informed my work since then and like there are people who i interact with on like a daily basis who are very focused on that um yeah, and you know they're still doing great things, and you know I still I still throw them a buck or two every now when I get when when, when I have uh, when I have spare. You're the real hero here. <laughs> but uh, you know I I I like that like we did you know for all for all that this was just fun for us and this was a a recreation for us like we did something that equated to a good thing. Yeah. Um. So what what have we learned, John? Well. I've, like I said before, I like have, uh, learned what, well, I mean, I have greater empathy for lesbians, uh, (laughs) than I ever had before. I don't know, man. Like, I think it's really interesting. Like the discussions we've had here and the games we've played and the sort of things that have happened in video gaming in the last three and a half years have kind of informed my whole world view probably made me more accepting to uh or or at least thinking about other perspectives that i hadn't previously considered and made me into just an insufferably smug uh white liberal uh cisgender it, man yeah. <laughs> i mean it helped bring that out right i don't think this podcast made you a cisgendered male but oh no but it made me that that smug uh annoying uh, champagne socialist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I learned a lot. Like you, you were always more the 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 video game guy than me. Like I love games. Don't get me wrong, but like when we first wanted to do this, I wanted to do like a comedy show. Uh, that would have been exhausting coming up I with know. material. I know it would have been. We would have five episodes. But, you know, I I feel like I'm much more entrenched in the culture now, or at least understanding of it, than I was in the past. You know, there's there's tons of stuff that you introduced me that to that I would never have found otherwise. Um, you know, I also, my my technical prowess, because of learning how to do things to make things happen on the show. Oh, yeah, man, I forgot. I've learned how to edit audio and video. Right, yeah. like, uh, that, that, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, so... <laughs> I wrote here drama behind the scenes just because I wanted to talk about this. Do you remember how, like, when the show first came out, how incensed I would get or how, like, depressed I would get when I thought the show wasn't good? <laughs> or, like, when I thought, like, I, like it was going to, it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. Man, I was, I was a sensitive person. I wonder what happened. Uh, I still, I still to this day, like, if we do a show that, like, I feel like we just phoned it in, I, I get a little down on myself. Cause, like, like, like this one right now. No, this is this is a special episode, John. This is a special episode. Yeah. Oh God. But uh, you know, th- fortunately, there wasn't too much like we didn't have too much keeping up with the Kardashians in our life. You know, like it was we were we were pretty good with each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, we made a lot of friends along the way, as cheesy as that sounds, right? Like we never would have really met the PGM guys in the capacity that we have. Never would have met Harold. Harold. Wouldn't have put up with Ed. Young Alex <laughs> O'Neill. Young Alex O'Neill. Uh, you know, Mark at Able Gamers, CJ, like all these all these people, like yeah, some of them we knew, some of them we didn't, but like we we got to, you know, experience them. Yeah. And my uh my wife got exposed to what it's what it's like to have a full time broadcaster living at home. God, you're annoying. I also like that I just have a I have my microphone. It's something I'm never going to remove. Even if I don't use it that often, it's something like it makes my computer feel unique to me. Yeah. Um, if I still had a desk, uh, it would be really dope to have this on. Instead, it's it's clipped to my nightstand, and my computer's on my lap. 
the sexiest way to podcast. I once when I did Irrational Passions, I sat here for five hours doing it this way. Oh boy! So, so John, uh, you know, I think overall, even though we're we're uh, we're not calling it quits, we're just changing. We're 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 going through a metamorphosis. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll probably come up with a good idea. But I think all all of the stuff leading up to this is is not only like a learning experience, but I think it was like a, a genuine. I think it was a damn good time. Yeah. And uh, I will never look back on this period of my life with regret. Cue the sound um, music. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I will regret many... I don't know. It's just been fun hanging out with you uh, every week or every couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's, you know... Blop. You realize blop. you had a kid <laughs> during this period of time. Like, you got married and had a child. I seeded uh, and... <laughs> then my <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do uh say anyway yeah no totally i had a kid so, so with, with that let's do the outro uh if you'd like to have your letters read on this <laughs> podcast you can reach us at <laughs> or we have a uh we have a hotline which you don't need to use uh i've got pro- tons of swags still if you want stickers or buttons i mean we're gonna have to do something with this fucking show because we still have like 80 pounds of of swag so i plan on i plan on writing like uh, i think that's that's actually one of my weak points is is that's the other thing is you is you're you've gotten like almost literate since yeah no i mean <laughs> come a long your, way baby your prose has has improved um i'm i'm trying my best and i think that you know in in my in my professional career it's actually really important and i think it's it's actually helped me a lot there yeah. Um, most of the stuff we've done on the show has helped me a lot. Like I've learned how to build a, a website, like from from WordPress, you know, like and do a podcast and tie it in with all these functions and get it listed on iTunes where we don't have any ratings. Uh, you know, like it's so. If you like the show, rate the show in iTunes. Follow us. Oh, on wouldn't Twitter. that be great if we just got an influx of five stars right now? You know, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm gonna be a little upset because like the last time I quit the show. Uh, you put together like a great little tribute at the end, and I just feel like neither of us has the energy for that shit anymore. No, we do not. <laughs> I blew, I blew my load on that one. Yeah, uh, we I should, I should the... put something at the end of this, but I won't. We wasted the good surprise on you. I'm gonna, uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna like repackage and re-release some of the bits we did. Um, I think I wanna, I wanna put so... together the game, the game video game talent agency as like a thing. Oh God, um, I think. I wish we had like made notes of like our real choice. Uh, I don't segments. I don't. I don't mean like you know prepared bits, but like when we got got on real rolls. I think we should have made a better mm. note of that. I don't know. Maybe it'll be worthwhile like going back and listening to everything. Well, I feel like I feel like episode twenty when we did the pitbull thing. That was that was spontaneous, right? Like you had you had a an inkling of what it was going to be. And then you just laid it on me, and I was—I had no—I uh, had no knowledge that was coming. Same with the uh, the station IDs. Yeah. Oh my God! Remember when I had Will Gallego on, and like he had, was critis- he was criticizing the, the musical choices that I had, had been making. <laughs> so he, so I'm like, okay, here, you know, give me a list of all the songs when you're on the show, and I'll use those. And then <laughs> that was while I was in—I was on my trip to California. Yeah, and, and he like he gives me a list of all this gross like alternative rock bullshit or All whatever folds. I, I forget like the black keys might have been on that list and so then like the funny thing was i'd have him like intro the songs and i'd fuck with the editing and he'd just be introing what you know carly ray jepson or kesha or something amazing like that that was such a good episode so <laughs> that good. fucking idiot uh <laughs> He doesn't listen anymore. But yeah, I mean, there's there's actually tons of content that I had written out and we just never recorded. Because, yeah. like, I had a lot of ideas. We just didn't have the time. But yeah. uh, one day, John, one day. So one day. with that, John, I think uh, I think we say a fond adieu here. And uh, hopefully maybe in a couple months we get together and we do uh, maybe a Christmas episode. Well, we, we got to do a year-end episode. We'll do a year-end episode. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do that on video. Uh, so we can put it on our YouTube channel. We're silly hats. Yeah. All right, hoodlums. Thanks for listening. Signing off. Good night and good luck. Touch the shark. Oh. Stand by for headphones. It's time for toast for the douchebags. 
Let's have a toast for the Let's have a toast for the scumbags Everyone and none that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk-offs That'll never take work off Baby, I got a plan Run away fast as you can Find pictures in my email I sent this girl a picture of my Hey! I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at that. See, I can have me a good girl and still be addicted to them hood rats. And I just blame everything on you. At least you know that's what I'm good at. And I always find, yeah, I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with much, it's just way too long. So gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Let's have a toast for the Let's have a toast for the scumbags Every one of them that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk-offs That'll never take work off Baby, I got a plan Run away fast as you can Run away from me, baby Run away Run away from me, baby Run away Don't ever get crazy Then run away Run away as fast as you can Run away from me, baby Run away, run away from me, baby. Run away, then I'm about to get crazy. Why can't she just run away? Baby, I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. 24-7-365. She still stays on my mind. I, 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 I did it. All right, all right, I admit it. Now pick your next move. You can leave or live with it. It could buy cream with that motherfucker off top off. Split and go where? Back to wearing knockoffs. High, knock it off. Neiman's shop it off. Let's talk over my ties. Waitress, top it off. Walk like coaches wanna fly in your Freddy Lopers. You can't blame them, they ain't never seen Versace sofas. Every bag, every blouse, every bracelet comes with a price tag. Baby, face it. You should leave if you can't accept the basics. I hope this one's funny. <laughs> Unlike all the other gems we've had. Yeah. We're funny, John. I don't know if you know that. You know, maybe that's what Fantastic Neighborhood becomes, a vaudeville act. You know what this should do? We should, uh, instead of... What should thing, we do, we'll... Mr. John? 